everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. I'm Cosmo, the first head. I'm Dane, the sh- 55 head. <laughs> this is our 55 episode. 55-dist episode. We watched that video again. Last from the past. A couple weeks ago. Oh. That was funny. Man, the internet had it right. Yeah, early internet was funny in such a specific way. Anywho. Anywho's Two-Headed Game Master is a podcast about writing, designing, running, and playing role-playing games where we discuss our favorite hobby, share our thoughts with you, and play some games sometimes. Uh, Dane, what are we discussing this time? Well, today we're going to be talking about villains, specifically introducing the villains. Uh, bad guys need love, too. It's truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big bad is an integral part of any story. And to set the right tone, introducing them is key. So we're going to uh, do a quick callback mm-hmm. to our conflict, our central conflict episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're going to talk about the villain's road to villainhood and their, air quotes, evil deeds. And then we're going to talk about their relationship to the protagonists and give you some like examples of like the motifs of like actually introducing them. So, let's Mm -hmm. call back. Call back. So, if you remember, maybe you do, maybe you don't. If you don't, maybe go back and listen to it. Uh, A while ago, we did an episode about the central conflict. And um, you could also call it the central tension. I've heard it Mm -hmm. talked about. Interchangeable terms, kind of. But we're talking about... As it pertains to villains, and in that episode we talked about the role of a villain in the in the big story of a campaign, how they affect whatever the central tension, central conflict of the story mm-hmm. is. We right. talked about the difference between a you know a present and an absent villain, right? Because villains can be central conflicts, mm-hmm. right? And then we broke it down: present and absent, right? You know, right. the present villain is. There, they talk with the player characters, uh, you know, they're in the world to... They show up and interact. Like, Darth Vader or Prince Zuko Mm. are villains who, you know, are present in the episodes. They directly interact with the the good guys as they're on their quest or whatever. Or then there's the absent villain where, like, yeah, they're the villain, like Sauron, Mm. who, you know, no one ever talks to him. He doesn't ever do anything mm. or Aku. Aku is cool right he's always you know he's the bad guy samurai jack's always after Aku, but Aku always sends his minions yeah right? you know he's uh, he's out there he's but he's not in most of the ep- well, he's in most of the episodes but he's not in most of jack's right story. they only fight like three or four times usually actually. jack is dealing with something else he's dealing with obstacles that are in his way of getting back to aku mm-hmm. and yeah so the difference between a present or an absent villain and absent is maybe that's a weird term a distant villain because like he's still there better. absent yeah. but whatever anyway villains also they don't have to be involved in the central conflict there can still be a villain mm-hmm. but the villain you know, maybe maybe, so, maybe they're not part of the main thing yeah, that's going well, on. The villains we're talking about today are villains, but they're not not all these villains need to be involved in central conflicts that mm-hmm. we're talking about. Right? 
what makes a villain is just being opposed to the protagonist. Yeah. For example, mm-hmm. Denethor. Denethor is a great example of, you know, he's not the big bad, but he's for sure a villain in Return of the King because he actively works against the good guys in a couple of situations. Mm-hmm. And even when he's like, you know, opposing Sauron, he... Now I'm forgetting. Does he reveal that he has a, had a plant ear in the movie? In the movie? Yeah. Um. He alludes to it. He's just like, well, he, well he's I know the line. Gandalf, the line like, is like, "Oh, you think the eyes of the White Tower are blind yeah, to everything yeah, that's going on?" Uh-huh. And fuck, why don't I remember that? For sure, in the book, he like. He gets it out, and he's like, look, I had a Palantir the whole time. Mm. And Gandalf's like, damn it. That's why you're acting so crazy is because you've been looking at it, and you've been, like, Mm. trying to spy on Sauron, but he's just been, like, using it to drive you crazy and make you afraid. Mm. Idiot. Um, I really loved your your uh, meme that you sent the other day <laughs> of, of Lord of the Rings. It's just like my favorite bit is <laughs> Gandalf's like, okay, bad news. <laughs> Sara knows everything that the Pippin, Pippin knows. knows. Good news. Pippin doesn't know shit. <laughs> Poor Pippin. Uh, that kid. Hilarious. Yeah. Anyway. Messing with a plantier. But yeah. So Denethor so, a, a villain the, who's not a part of the central conflict, mm, but is still a villain. Well, Denethor in the sense of like still is against Sauron. Yeah, right. Like he still hates Sauron, mm-hmm. but and he wants to, you know, he he doesn't want Sauron to win. Mm-hmm. That would be bad. But he wants himself to win over the heroes. Like mm-hmm. he actively gets in the way of the heroes. Mm-hmm. He's paranoid. He's paranoid about Gandalf. He doesn't trust him. He's paranoid about the idea of a king returning and mm-hmm. taking. Something from him, I guess, even though, you know, he's not a king, he's a steward. That's his job, is to keep the city safe until the king returns, but whatever. Um, he is a villain, but he's not the main villain. He's right. not part and he's, and of he's the And he's not like Saruman, who is actively on the villain's side. Right. Right. He He's on his own side. Mm-hmm. He's on Gondor's side. Right. But... In terms of, uh, in in the terms of like pen and paper role playing, if a party of characters was trying to stop a dark lord, and then they also interacted with someone like Denethor, who you made know, it an harder asshole, for them, asshole Baron, who's yeah. like, I'm not gonna give you sanctuary. I'm not gonna, you know, uh, I'm gonna make it really hard for you to fight the big bad. Even though I also hate the big bad. Mm. I also hate you. Still a villain in the context of the player's, the player character's story yeah. and, yeah, their perspective. All right. So, I mean, that's, you know, I think. Uh, the, we, we talked a lot more about that sort of stuff in our mm-hmm. episode about central, central conflict conflicts. and different, uh, different types of villains. Mm. Which is not all that we're talking about today because uh, villains, it's a matter of perspective. So I think, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, a villain can be the big bad, but also doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the road to villainhood. All right. Right. So this is this is like the villain's backstory, right? Just like the player characters, 
they can have their own backstory. Like, how did they get to this point? Why are they the way they are? So think about that in terms of like, it's a good way to like get some clues to drop to your players and we're talking about like exactly how and like the motifs of yeah things to dropping those clues but if you think about their backstory and the road they took to get there so like Denethor let's go back to Denethor mm-hmm. right how did he become a villain well the planter is you know the the catalyst it kind of made him crazy and paranoid but he was trying to do good mm-hmm. right he knew that Sauron was evil and wanted to stop him. That's like his worldview is Gondor needs to survive. I'm for Gondor. I'm going to use any means necessary. And then that put him on the opposite side of yeah, the fellowship. That, that put him actively working against him. Be like, oh no, we don't need to light the beacons. I don't. Mm, I don't think I want to help you with whatever you're doing because I don't trust that you have my best interests. Right. Rohan's just going to usurp me. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. So, think about the villain's backstory. And it doesn't necessarily have to be super flushed out. Like, you don't need to know everything from, you know, their childhood up to when they're actually opposing the players. But, like, think about some things, like some moments, Mm -hmm. some events that shaped them. Like, why... This is, like, the why they're on the opposite side. Yeah. And I think um, for players... Well, so players think about it this way. Your, Your villains that you're interacting with are are your game master's characters and you know you want to you you want to give them the room to um to have as much fun with their villains as you're having with your player characters Mm -hmm. so you know the same way you would hope that your that your dungeon master would take things from your backstory and take the, you know, take the breadcrumbs and the clues that you give about, you know, who your character is and why they are the way that they are. You, you like it when your game master uses that stuff to, um, uh, to enrich the adventure, Mm -hmm. to, you know, hook your character further in to it. So buy into that as a player, you want to be able to buy into that when your game master does it the same way. Because they've got a character mm-hmm. in the villain, you want to you want to pick up on this stuff if you can. Yeah, and then well, and, and like you know, think about the just like all the the media out there, all the stories and the books and the movies and whatever, right? Like the the protagonists always know something about the villain, right? Because like, oh. He's bad. Why is he bad? Oh, just because you told me? No, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't track. Like, you know, there's like personal relationships and we'll get into the relationships in a second. But, uh, you know, there's there's a trail to be followed for the villain. Like, you know, the I think the best villains, right, are not evil, 
right? Air quotes, because evil is just subjective. Mm-hmm. Um, like, they didn't start out, like, some of the best villains start out trying to do good, you know? And then there's that whole stupid, uh, well, maybe not stupid. It's kind of powerful. I don't know. Uh, the Batman thing, right? You know, you either mm-hmm. die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. I don't think it's stupid, but I don't think it works all the time. I think you know, it's a little it's, trite, it, like, it's, but yeah. It's um, it's it's very particular to that sort of universe mm-hmm. where, like, you know, to stop crime, Batman, to begin with, he had to, like, start by operating outside the law and, you know, do stuff that other people weren't able or willing to mm-hmm. do. But in doing so, he also kind of puts himself at odds. That's a... It just it doesn't work in every story or every setting. I don't think it's a bad or like trite thing. I think it's I think it's powerful and works really well. It's just doesn't work everywhere. It works really great sure. for that okay, yeah, for yeah. that setting. I get that. It doesn't work everywhere. But so yeah, villains uh they have a road to villainhood. Mm-hmm. Uh maybe they were just born evil. Or maybe they lived long enough to see themselves become the villains. Right? They got a backstory to them. Yeah. But they're also actively doing, air quotes, evil now. Mm -hmm. Right? That's how you know the villains from the good guys is, you know, you can forgive, like, the lovable barbarian who massacred a village but is now part of your party because, like, some shit went down. There was context to that. He's trying, they're trying to do better, mm-hmm. right? But the villain is still actively being evil, right? So, like, these are the things that they're known for now. Yeah. The deeds, the deeds that they've done, and what they're known for. And so we have here, like, it could be, there could be nothing known mm-hmm. at first if it's a, a character who's like. Right. Maybe they did know evil on their road to villainhood. Yeah. They, you know, they haven't done anything bad yet, but they've reached a point where they've decided, like, oh, for me to, like, Mm. finish what I'm going to do, I'm going to have to cross some lines or whatever. Right. Like, I I defeated the great evil army, and now I'm going to declare myself emperor for life, and also now it's fascism, baby. Right? Like, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that would probably, and I would hope that that would put you put them on the opposite side of the players, right? Right, because we all know fascism sucks ass. And that's that's the next thing here. So like their actions, their deeds, whatever. Um, there's you know there there's like there's spectrums of villainy. There's like evil. If it's like pulp fantasy and evil is really clear cut. They're evil because they want to kill everybody or mm-hmm. enslave everybody, whatever. Or they're evil, air quotes, because they're just like they're using methods that are at odds, whatever. There's there's subjectivity to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the context of this medium, this, you know, shared storytelling thing, whatever is going on, whatever nuances they have or whatever like justifications they have for whatever actions they've done they need to be acting against the players even if they're like ultimately trying to do good by like doing evil stuff whatever the way it shakes out it needs to put them 
Mm-hmm. On the other side of the table from the players, mm-hmm. one way or another. Right? Like, for example, they could just be an asshole, mm-hmm. kind of like Gary Oak <laughs> from Pokemon. Right? All right. What what evil is he doing? Nothing really, right? Because, you know, it's Pokemon. It's, you know, for fun and kids and, you know, it's kind of whimsical. But, like, he's always a dick. Yeah. Right? Like, he's always fucking, you know, putting you down and being like, oh, you can't do that. Oh, I'm going to beat your ass. So, in the stakes of, in the stakes of the original three Pokemon games, uh, you know, it's it's hard to... It's hard to say that he's like evil, evil, because mm. he's not—he's not like Sauron. He's not trying to, you know, conquer and enslave. Mm. He's just a dick who's like doing the same thing you are, but he's actively like crossing your path and working against you, and has mm. a like a bone to pick with you about everything. So, in the low stakes, kind of like childhood recreation setting of Pokemon, he's your villain. He's a villain because his actions, even though it's the same actions as you, the player character, he's doing the exact same thing. Right. He's doing it so you can't. Yeah. And he's doing it to be better than you and to, you know. Right. Which puts him on the opposite side. Right. So, you know, that's that's where the subjectivity comes in. And like Gary Oak is a villain. And that class of villain is a rival. That's Mm. that's. What we call in the the tabletop role playing world, that's what we call a rival. <laughs> that's where I learned that word when I was a kid. From yeah, from those Pokemon games. Um, I did it again. <laughs> you just did a spill. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, it's the koozie, man. That's what's doing it. Hmm. Anyways. Anyways. So, Gary Oak has a rival relationship to the protagonist, which mm-hmm. is why we're going to talk about relationships now. Relationship to the protagonist. Right. So, the villain, a villain, interacts with the characters. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, but why do they interact? For example, for the Gary Oak example... They're trying to do the same thing that you are, right? Mm-hmm. You know, be the best Pokemon trainer. They're doing it as well, which always makes your paths cross. Yeah, which, you know, makes it so that you guys are going to clash because that's mm. what you set out. That's the the premise of it. Well, and that's what makes Gary a villain is he could be like, hey, man, let's do it together. Yeah. But he do- he's, he doesn't do that. He could be... He's always like, fuck you, dude. Is Gary in the show? Yes. He is? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, Gary could have been, like in the show, Brock and Misty, you know, like, they they become friends and they become, like, an adventuring party who goes around together doing stuff together, and that's fun. Gary could have been doing that, too. He could have been. No, he's too cool. He's he's too too cool. He's his own thing. Yeah. So, you know, doing the exact same thing, but against you. That's a way to do it, and that's, mm-hmm. you know, a rivalry. Right, so so think about when you're thinking about relationship, like what's this villain, what's this villain's relationship with my character, with my player characters, with the protagonists, right? Mm-hmm. You know, contrast, you know, their goals with the player's goals. Sometimes there is no contrast, they're the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why 
they're a villain is because they're trying to do the same thing, but like you know there can only be one. Mm -hmm. That was a very bad. Uh, I don't even know what I was trying for there. It's Highlander. Right? I know, yeah, but like I definitely who, who, wasn't who, trying like, for you Connery. Yeah, that wasn't a Connery voice. What's the other guy's name? The I don't villain remember. in that one because I've never remember. seen Highlander. No, I've just no. like fucking cancel this man right now from it's it has infiltrated so much other pop culture yeah. like venture brothers and mm. stuff that i've yeah whoever the the bad guy was I've in mostly that. consumed highlander sort of i guess but uh you know so yeah that rival situation the same goal but um Different methods. Yeah, different methods right? put and you like, at odds. You know, and then we could probably come up with a great example. I'm just trying to get some time to think about one. Um, but uh, so the same goal, but different methods. Like, oh, we want to win the war, right? Against, you know, the, the I don't know, the darkness, mm -hmm. right? We're trying to win the war by like you know being nice and then there's the guy who's trying to win the war it's like well if you give supplies to the enemy i'm gonna kill y'all mm. right and then like and then i guess you could think of a lot of real world examples that are really gruesome because of you know genocide and whatever uh vietnam comes comes yeah. to mind don't really want to get into that though we could be a little more lighthearted. we're talking about yeah. you know relationship to protagonist reasons why they are, you know, are a villain in the mm. story and for you know good examples of basically anything you don't usually have to look further than avatar yeah and we can talk about you know mm. zuko who is for the entirety of the first season for sure the main villain yeah except zhao later you know because zhao well, is i think they did that you know for the first season it's zuko yeah and then in the first season, there are those moments where Zhao is coming up as the next one. Yeah, and right? is also the villain such to Zuko, smooth, kind of. Yeah, such a smooth fucking show, that one. But, so, like, Aang and his friends, they have a quest, right? Mm. Aang needs to train, he needs to find teachers, he needs to learn the elements, he needs to master the elements in the Avatar state so that he can do his Avatar job, which is to restore balance. That has nothing to do with Zuko, except that Zuko needs to restore his honor. And so he's attached that completely separate idea to mm. the Avatar. So he is for completely... He, he has a completely different goal, and he has completely different motivation, mm. and he has a completely different, you know, worldview and everything, but it puts them in conflict with each other all the yeah. time. And... Like, you could even separate. So, like, the Fire Nation is, and, like, yeah, as a whole, the Fire Nation, like, that's Aang, Katara, and Sokka's goal. The Fire Nation, bad. Yeah. Got to defeat the Fire Nation, restore balance. Zuko does fall into the Fire Nation, but Zuko's not doing it for the Fire Nation. Yeah. He has a personal motivation. Right. He needs to restore Which, his lost honor. And then, honor. like, yeah, he technically is doing it for the Fire Nation because that's the only way to restore his honor. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a shit about that. He gives a shit about his own personal yeah. baggage. And by his actions later, he shows that, like, you know, he's willing to subvert the greater Fire Nation cause. Mm -hmm. He breaks Aang out of prison. Right. 
Because it's got to be me. Because it has to be him. If he doesn't do it, he has failed. And mm-hmm. it's not about his country winning this conflict. No. It's... It's all personal. It's, it's about a personal, uh, you know, quest of redemption. He's trying to redeem what in his eyes is, you know, lost honor. And so he has to pursue mm-hmm. the Avatar and his friends. Right, another another one, very a la Avatar is uh, She-Ra, mm. the Princess of Power. Uh, like Adora and Catra's relationship is just fucking heartbreaking, and then like there's a warm, gooey ending. Mm. But like, man, like they are, they are enemies. Like Catra is the villain. Yeah, like, actively. For most mm-hmm. of it. But not, like, you know, and she goes through all her stuff of, like, yeah, the, the you know. All right. We're getting, we're getting lost in the sauce here. <clears throat> Anyways. So, relationship to the protagonist. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that means is they, they interact. They are on opposite sides. Maybe it's mm-hmm. uh, a difference of goals. It, yeah, it's either conflicting goals mm-hmm. or the same goal and conflicting methods. methods. Usually, you know, and maybe it's just personal, mm-hmm. like like Gary's problem with you. Gary's problem with you does seem just like deeply like he's just a bully, but it's like it's you personally, yeah. and. I guess I don't remember the Pokemon show very well. I guess it's like him and Ash have some beef, but in the games, you're just a whoever. You're yeah. just you're just a new kid and mm-hmm. he's like, "Fuck you, new kid. Being right. better than you and wrecking your shit is my life's work." Why? I don't know. <laughs> right? Like anyway, like it doesn't matter. It's just he's a villain. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, all right. So that's what kind of all makes up villain, right? I think I think we've made it very clear. They mm-hmm. don't have to be part of the central conflict. Mm-hmm. They can. Don't have to be. Well, they're probably going to be involved in the central conflict, but they don't always... A villain is not necessarily the other side of the central yes. conflict. They can be on the same team. Like, not every villain is Sauron. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about introducing that villain, right... So if they're not actively like the central conflict, like Sauron, uh, you have a lot of leeway in introducing the villain, mm-hmm. and you have a lot of you know room to 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 jive and duck and whatever, even if they are the central conflict, right? You know, like a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, all this bad stuff is happening, right? Like think about the the evil deeds, right? Like. Villages are being destroyed, or you know, uh, ships are being blasted yeah. out of the sky. Ships are going missing. Like who? Who's doing that? Right? There's there's your your hook. Right? Oh, we got we got to find out who's doing it. Mm-hmm. So it's like a breadcrumb trail. Right, so that's one way to introduce a villain is right. So all if these... you've like if you've done all of this, if you've thought about a villain in this much depth, then you have all the information and you have all the mm. tools to like lay the stuff out 
for yeah. the players. Leave leave the breadcrumbs. Like, oh, this this village was destroyed. This one, this one, this one. Well, why? You know, let's let's connect the connect the dots there, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, you know, that's that's pretty common. Like, uh, you know, the players or the protagonists, right? You know, if you're thinking of movies and, and books and whatever, they don't know who's behind it, and that's their goal is to figure out who and stop yeah. them. Something bad's been going on. They've been hired to do mm-hmm. something about it. And then, like, the reveal is in, like, oh, right? Like like a murder mystery or, like, a you know, a Scooby-Doo mystery. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's who it was. It was the janitor the whole time. The clues about... Yeah. The clues about, you know, who it is and why they're doing what they're doing. The, the information that you leave for your players to find, hide for them to find, whatever, comes from this stuff. Comes, comes from what we talked about, right? Yeah, like comes the, from the idea of, like, how they became a villain. Mm-hmm. It comes from what, what are the deeds that they do, and that all, you know, comes together. So you leave that stuff out there, and the relationship... You leave that stuff out there for your players mm-hmm. so that, you know, they have a chance to put it together. And then when it does come together, it makes sense. Like, yeah, this guy, mm-hmm. he, these are his methods. We've seen it before. And it makes sense because we talked to this guy about this thing and, I don't know, it's like fire magic. And now this guy is a fire magic guy something right it makes sense the yeah the pieces connect all of a sudden the pieces connect and we know who the bad guy is and then like you know that's the reveal moment mm-hmm. right um i'm just gonna i want to do risen again first okay um so then like you know there's also the the risen again is what we have on the on the outline right but the was really bad we all knew it and we all hated it and then they got defeated. We thought forever, mm-hmm. but they're back again, and like that's that's a very common reveal as well for introducing the villain, right? Like, oh, uh, well, kind of like Sauron, mm-hmm. right? Going back there, it's like, yeah, we know he's bad. We know his tricks. Turns out. He back at it again. In terms of players interacting with him, I think mm, someone like Voldemort might be a better Risen again. example of example. Risen Again, okay, especially yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. no yeah, one yeah. buys it for the whole next book after mm. he comes back. Like Everyone's like, oh, I don't know, that can't be true, yeah, or I yeah, don't yeah. want it to be true. Sauron is kind of more the always been there, even though he does get defeated and rise again. That takes, you know, a thousand years or whatever. Right. But so the people in the story been. didn't Fair fight enough. him before. Right, right. To them, he's just a persistent thing in the background. Yeah. Good call. Good but, call. Uh, but the the two things. All right, so again, let's, let's talk about Voldemort yeah, for a second. That's a good one. Right. Uh, definitely bad. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh the generation before the main protagonist, they fought him. They know he's bad. Mm-hmm. And they know a bunch of stuff about, like, how he how operates. he operates yeah. and, you know, how his followers work and, mm-hmm. you know, the sort of stuff that they get up to and why. Right, which is very useful for the... For the new, the new bloods, mm-hmm. right? Harry and Ron and Hermione and, you know, the next generation who has to deal with that shit. Yeah. When they can talk to people who are like, oh, yeah, well, I don't know. Last time it was different, but he was up to this mm-hmm. or, you know, last time, 
you know, this is what he does. He he creates, you know, disharmony. Mm. Everybody's suspicious. And why people don't want to think about that he's come back. Why people are reluctant to engage with that idea is because of how much they didn't like it before. Mm. Right. So, and like, okay, so in Harry Potter, though, I mean, he's introduced in book one. Yeah being behind the bad guy, you know, behind the whole shit. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't really come back. So that's an interesting one. I don't know if that actually falls into any of these categories. I mean, it's risen again for sure. Well, yeah, because he does rise again, and when he does, his behavior completely changes. Mm -hmm. But in terms of an introduction, he's introduced... He That's true. He's introduced again. very early and mm-hmm. he's persistent throughout the series. Is like, well, that's the bad guy. Yeah. Everything is always, well, he's but, the bad guy. So the protagonists know it, but everybody else doesn't. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting one. That's that's sort of a whole new. Yeah. That that's like another bullet here of a way a way to reveal villains or like to have the villain actualized. Yeah. To a, a way to a way to play the villain is like the players are the only ones who know that he's there, and everyone mm. else doesn't buy it. That's a fun aspect of their villainy. Is right. that they're like, all about like a... subterfuge and secrecy and you know, the mm-hmm. players like listen, you better stop messing around with this because you're breaking the law and mm-hmm. you know, it's like well, that's, no, that's but we're like fighting a bad movie, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie right there. Is like the only person <clears throat> who knows is the is the protagonist. Everybody else doesn't believe him. They're like you're crazy. Yeah, you're crazy. That can't be real. What are you talking about? And like, listen, you just got to trust me. This is happening. I need your help or whatever. But, you know, they don't. That's a that's a cool. That's, that's yeah, that's a that's a cool way to have the that villain works very well. Yeah. Be in there. But. Um, right. OK. Yeah. So we're going to add that one to the list. Mm-hmm. Um. What would you call that? The, like... Um, Nobody believes them. Disbelief. Yeah. The disbelief. Dis... Nobody what? believes them. Oh, that that can't be real. That can't be what's happening. Or, right. like, mm. nothing's actually happening. You're overreacting. Gaslighting. Gaslighting. That's no, <laughs> not gaslighting. It's just because yeah. gaslighting requires, like, conscious deception mm. and... Mm. and yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, and so there's also the the always been there, the mm-hmm. Sauron. Yeah. That's that's where Sauron fits into a it. villain who's you know has a has a ton of history mm-hmm. and every you know if the players talk to like lore masters or older mm-hmm. characters like yeah everyone can tell you stuff about this bad guy a known, because this a bad known guy has entity. always been there mm. and all the player characters have like knowledge of this evil through like myths mm. and and you know histories and stuff it's just something that everybody knows about and everyone's kind right. of worried about and like you know to get back to it doesn't have to be central conflicts um you know just knowing that they're a shithead like um well i guess oh no that doesn't work I almost had an example. Um, <clears throat> anyways, uh, they don't always have to be the central conflict, 
but like a known so always been there is a known entity so like oh you're gonna work with so and so well let me tell you about the last job he did everybody else died yeah you know they're they're only out for themselves they're you know they're a thief that's gonna just rat you out the first chance they get um they can't be trusted that kind of deal right like so like maybe it's a rival to your adventuring party Mm -hmm. everybody knows about them and knows they're a dickhead you know it could be could be another little bullet point here and we call it like you know a deal with a devil or something Mm. like a character who is a known quantity yeah a known quantity villainous bad guy whatever and like, ooh, but like maybe they could help us with this. And everyone's like, oh. but they're the only one who can hack this type of security. Yeah, don't go with them. Don't trust them. They're not going to help you. Or if they do, you know, it'll be bad. They'll leave you. For, mm-hmm. It'll, you know, that sort of, uh, that sort of interacting with villainy. Mm. The reputation precedes them. Yeah, and it's negative, but you gotta do it anyway because mm-hmm. like you need to accomplish this thing. So you're willing to take the risk type of situation. Right. And then they end up fucking you and you're like, yeah, I know everybody said that would happen, but we just had to do it and we're just going to take the L on that. But now we're mad at them too. Yeah. Right. Like we did or didn't do what we were after, but we also have beef now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. That's a good one. So, yeah. Uh, a handful of different ways, some some motifs of introducing villains, mm-hmm. some motifs of the way villains interact with right. the so, party or I think you know, protagonists. For whatever. me, the most interesting one is the betrayal aspects. Mm-hmm. And like, well, there's your the run of the mill betrayal, which I think is a little overdone, where it's like. Kind of, and that one is what we were just talking about. Like the everybody says they're gonna betray you. Yeah, I guess that one you know they're gonna betray you. Yeah. So if it's like if it's a deal with a devil, you mm-hmm. know they're you know they're bad news. Yeah. But you need their help anyway. Right. No other like, option. People are like, oh, you should find another way. And you're like, there is no other way. We have to go to this person or mm-hmm. whatever. The other thing we're talking about, the idea of a betrayal, is like you work with somebody. Thought like they were on your side for somebody, and then you know at some point they do a turn. Mm. No, you didn't know they were. There's no way you could have known that they were evil until they did this action. Right. And this action didn't happen until a certain point in the story. Uh, I should have thought a little harder about the example. Um, let's see what's that I just I don't want to go back because like a silly like, that's an easy one though yeah right? I feel like I can I feel like I can see a scene in a movie mm-hmm. uh, but it's fuzzy uh, well so yeah I mean basically this one's like we're on the same team we're working towards the same goals but then at the last second it's Nope. I'm after this, and fuck you guys. Yeah. I've... Okay, maybe you can help me. 
I I have this idea of a scene where like group group of heroes like work really hard to to get to something and it's an object and they get it and then one of them is like ha and starts laughing and then like smashes it mm. does that ring any sort of bells well that's what you try to do with your character on the on yeah the but it wasn't that this i'm i'm remembering some yeah. sort of movie where they like you know they start laughing and then they keep laughing and then it's creepy, and then they like they smash the thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, there's nothing. Unfortunately, I, I can't help. Well, I know that's not super descriptive, but if any of y'all listeners know what I'm talking about, tweet us about Fucking it. At me. Yeah, tweet us about it. Tell me, remind me what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Maybe there's a hundred examples, and I've just conflated them. Is why I can't remember mm-hmm. anything specific, but. That doesn't seem right either, because then I should be able to pull at least one. Yeah. Well. I think I mean, they, like, ooh. they shapeshift back into their true form. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help either. Okay, this isn't what I'm thinking of, but there's for sure an episode of Samurai Jack where it happens, where Aku okay. in disguise goes with Jack on a big, like, oh, journey. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And I think it's to find like some crystal or something. It's like a time travel crystal, mm. and it's real. And it takes like both of them watching each other's backs and fighting monsters and stuff on the journey to get to the crystal. But then the the companion, who's Aku in disguise, when they get it, just smashes it. And Jack's like, "No, why would you do that?" And then he turns into the Aku. Because and... the example I thought of was. Vertical Limit. Remember that movie? Yeah, but I only really remember like the intro scene, the first like rescue that he does with the with the rope bridge and. Well, anyway, so like, you know, climbers are lost in a crevasse. Yeah, and everybody's on the same team except for not because one asshole is like, I need to survive. Yeah, starts right. So like. He kills a guy, he takes all the meds, and, like, then he, like, because the one of the protagonists in the crevasse figures out that he killed the guy and, like, was being an asshole, then it becomes he's going to kill her. Yeah. And then, like, then that's where all this tension, you know, and then it's, like, a big moment where it's, like, oh, is she going to survive? Is she going to get out of there? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's also not what I was thinking of, but maybe someone on Twitter can help us. Maybe if Twitter's still around, you know. We'll see. Yeah, this is gonna come out a couple weeks after we record it. It might be a smoking crater by then. Who knows? Could be. But anyway. Anyways, all right. So I think that's villains. We got more, or no? I was I was gonna do the recap. Okay. Yeah. So that's. Uh, we talked a lot about villains, and this is the idea of yeah. like how to introduce them. Mm. How, how are you introducing the villain of your story? Right, because there's a lot of different ways to do that, right? But to introduce the villain, you got to know who the villain is, mm-hmm. right? So they don't have to be part of the central conflict. All that they need to be a villain is they oppose the characters, yeah. right? So how did they get to this? opposition Mm -hmm. why are they right doing it the way they're doing it what's yeah right their backstory think about their backstory then maybe you don't need the backstory 
you can just go off of what they're doing now to oppose the characters. They're, quotes, evil deeds. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily evil. It's subjective. Mm -hmm. They're working against the players. But it is, yeah, it puts them at odds with the player characters. That's critical. No matter how, you know, Mm -hmm. if it's morally gray or if it's, you know, pulp fantasy, real black and white, good and evil, whatever it is, the actions of a villain... Oppose the characters. Are in opposition. To the protagonist, yeah. right? And then, what's their relationship to the protagonist, right? Like, why do they interact? Well, you know, they've been thrown together. And, like, they could always be the, the like, fun, like, joking. They're always, like, you know, you know, just being, like, shitposting to the characters. Be like, oh, you fucking idiot. Like, Megamind. Yeah. They fight yeah. kind of for fun. Mm. But... Right, yeah. or it could be extremely personal, like, "Oh, these guys, they did something I really didn't like, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm mad at them." Right, so relationship to the characters. Maybe it's somebody that the characters have run in before who have since turned villain. Maybe the characters fucking wronged them. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe something they did in their earlier levels. Or was okay. like really disruptive. I know and we're in the reason. recap, yeah. but well, here's a great a example. Uh, the um, uh, what was her name? Her name was different, but uh, Ranga Ape in Venture Brothers. Oh, Battleaxe. Battleaxe. Yeah. That was her name. Like, yeah, Ranga Ape was a villain. Mm-hmm. Was an asshole. The Ventures. Well, not the Ventures, no. but you know, he died yeah. on an arch. The monarch killed him yeah. on accident. Mm-hmm. And she blames the Ventures. Yeah. And now they got a new villain. Yeah, now she hates the Ventures mm-hmm. and she's going to arch the Ventures. Yeah. Yeah, okay. We we talked a lot about that. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. And hopefully, if you stuck with us, hopefully you find some of it useful. Yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully it was fun, if nothing else. Yeah, decent radio talking about different different tv shows and movies and shit mm-hmm. you know it's fun to talk about that stuff and it's fun to take tropes and put them in your games so that you can experience them right it's, it's a game it's supposed to be fun um but anyway that's gonna do it for this episode of two-headed game master um if you like our stuff you want to check out more stuff visit 2hgm.com there's a bunch of stuff there Yes, there is. Uh, most of it for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, actually, all of it's for free as we are recording this. But uh, hopefully by the time this comes out, there will be Afterlife mm-hmm. fully released. Which, unfortunately, you're going to have to pay for that one. But Yeah, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. It's cool. It's an original many, setting, many original game. Many people are saying this. Yeah. Many people are saying this. Mm-hmm. Then it's, uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty worth it. Um Expect that because we record episodes a few weeks before they release, um, there'll probably be a separate little bumper to announce the release and tell y'all where to find it and, you know, what storefronts we're on and just, you know, a fun little announcement celebration of our final completion of a project. But uh, so, you know, look out for something like that. And in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter, join our Patreon, and check out the other stuff we have for free. Our Eclipse Engine game system, a handful of other just games and workshops Mm -hmm. and stuff that is available on our website. 
for free and for fun. So join That's us it. next time yeah. for another episode of Two-Headed Game Master. Thank you to the Burning Saviors for the use of the song Pond Hill is Finest as the intro and outro to our show. And we'll see you all next time.